Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. Welcome back to another episode of Growth Reframed. We're so glad you're here. Today, we are going to dive into the topic of therapy. That's right. And we want to get into some of the beliefs we had on therapy, some of the feelings we had, and just our own experiences with it today. Yeah. So speaking of beliefs behind it, I think for you especially, one of the beliefs that you had was that you had to be broken or something had to be tragically wrong with you for that to be an option for you, for that to be something that you wanted or needed in your life. And I will say that my brain was like, well, I never thought that. But then thinking back to all of my experiences with therapy, and I've had several over many, many years, I do think that if I'm taking inventory, the only times I ever went were when there was like a definable problem. Like I've never just gone because I just felt a little off. It was always like, well, this is going on in my life. Like there was a concrete problem or issue that I was trying to work through or solve. So I guess as of this moment, I'm realizing that, yeah, maybe I thought that too. Well, and I hear a lot of people saying like, yeah, I might need therapy too, or I, you know, it might be something I need. And I'm just going to say that if you think that at all, (laughs) you, you, you probably do. And I don't mean that as a pointing the finger at you, you need it. I mean, from my own experience, it's very useful. And I used to talk myself out of the fact that I needed it. Uh, by the way, I am in therapy, by the way, if, if, we didn't, if we didn't talk about that yet, which might not seem like a big deal for any of you listening to share. But at this point, I've shared that with a handful of people. And it's something that I held close. And the reason I held it close is because I felt a lot of insecurity for the fact that I needed to do it that it was useful to me, that it was helpful to me, that it was a tool for me. So just to give a little background, I literally thought that for years, what you were just saying, like, do I really need it? Is there a problem? Do I need to, is there something big enough where I need to go in and talk to someone about this? And for my own background, I tried to do every single thing myself to fix the problem. I tried to read hundreds y'all, hundreds of books. I tried different strategies that people told me to do. I tried different experiences. I tried different routines. The issue with all these things is at the end of it, I was still there. And one of the things I've recognized from now being in therapy for over six months is I wasn't even able to recognize or see my blind spots or see that I was falling into patterns that were causing me distress and causing me to get in my own way. And because I didn't identify those as a problem and see what I was doing in real time, I couldn't redirect myself because I didn't even know there was a problem there in the first place. And not only a problem, I I, I really don't want to say a problem, but that there was something there blocking me progressing. And And that could be any number of different things. But I don't want to get stuck on the fact that it's a problem because that that's a negative self-belief that I had, that there must be a problem. 
the way I attribute it to Meg is through a lot of time of reflecting is every day when I get up, I need to eat some food. I'm hungry and I need to eat. I don't ever get annoyed that I need to eat. I don't ever get annoyed that I get hungry. Sometimes if you're stuck somewhere and you can't eat, maybe you do. But for the most part, it's just a need that I have that I need to satisfy with food. Okay. And I do that on a regular basis and I don't feel weird about that at all. I don't feel any negative feelings toward that. I just do it. And I think about therapy the same way. It's something that I have in my life that nourishes me, that gives me strength, that helps me be a better person, a better man. And it's a need that I have. And I'm fully okay with saying now it's something that I need right now in my life. And it might not be forever and it might not be something that I need for a long time, but it's something right now that I need to show up as the best version of myself. Now that helps me to identify it because I'm like, well, it's just a need that I have that I'm meeting. And so why am I annoyed with myself for doing that? And it's funny because it took me a long time to even see it that way because when I was reading books, when I was trying strategies that people were telling me to do, when I was doing any number of courses or things to try to somehow fix myself, and you guys can't see my quotes, but try to get through what I was dealing with, I never felt those feelings. I never felt like I even had to explain why I was doing that. But I think in the area of mental health and the area of therapy, and it might just be for men, maybe it's for women, you could speak to that. I feel like there's, we have to give some explanation for why we're doing it. That's at least what I thought. Like, why in my own head am I doing this? And do I really need this? And, but for the other things, I didn't do that, which is just strange. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, a negative belief that I'd love to reframe everyone's thinking on today about what therapy is, what it can do for you, and that you're not a lesser person or broken because you need to pursue it. Yeah, well, I think the thing that was holding you back that a book or whatever didn't hold you back from was there the involvement of a second person, right? So you can go read a book, and that's just you on your own time. But if you're making a phone call to a therapist and saying, hey, I think I need to see you, you're involving another person in that. Suddenly it's more, it's it's a real problem. It's a more concrete thing. You can touch that. You, you've you now said it out loud. Hey, I think I need you. And I, that's where, for me, that's where I think that comes into play is like you could do all the book reading on your own and nobody's going to blink an eye because it's just you. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll see the book title or whatever, but I'm not really paying that much attention. But when you're telling a complete stranger, hey, um, I think I need I think I need to talk to you, then it's a little bit different. And then that's kind of where your ego takes a takes a little bit of a hit, I think, to finally admit out loud that you need something more than just a book that you can read on your own. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I, I remember at the beginning of it, I was like, well, I, I mean, I thought of all the reasons why I shouldn't do it, why it was an obstacle, why it was going to be like a pain to find someone or it was going to be so difficult to do the appointments or whatever it was. I thought of all the reasons for why it wouldn't work. And I remember telling you at the beginning of it, I'm going to be the easiest case this therapist has ever seen. I'm going to be there for a couple weeks and it's just going to be the easiest, breeziest thing, and I'm just going to be cured of whatever, you know, again, negatively thinking about. I'm just going to be cured of my problem, and then I'm going to be able to move on, move past it, and move forward. And I, I mean, really, 
it, it was, it, it's silly. And, and if you've never done therapy and you're even thinking about it, I would really, really uh, encourage you not to put a time frame to what you're going to do and think it's going to be a few weeks. But the point is when you can go in and actually talk to someone who's unbiased, who's just going to listen, who's going to let you talk, who's going to really make you think about how you're thinking about things, speaking truth of the situation into your life beyond what your inner voice is telling you, beyond what maybe even other people are telling you or what they're expecting of you. You just can't get that from other people. It's very hard because me and Mag talked a million times about all the things that I'm currently talking to my therapist about. But at some point, there's only so much that she can do and honestly so much that she's responsible to do or listen to and try to help me with before like she's just going to come to the end of the road. Like there's, and, and it wasn't even a conversation that me and you had. It's just that there's only so much you can give back to me and that I can expect from you and lay on you on any given day to get to, you know, to get to where I want to be. I mean, there's, and, and ultimately as great as you were in all these conversations, you're not unbiased. Right. I was just going to say, say some of the things involve you. I mean, like some of the things involve the people that you're talking to. So how, or they know the person that you're talking about that it involves. Right. I'm bringing my own stuff into our conversations. You're going to bring your own stuff in. And we all know that we've all had great friends or spouses or people we talk to. And they can, they can be there as like a listening ear and they can even give you some helpful advice, but there's always a limit to what they're going to be able to offer. And that's one thing in therapy. I can go in. I never feel like there's something I can't share. I never feel like judged or ridiculed because I know that's why a lot of people don't want to share things and they hold things in because they don't want to feel less than or feel like they're basically they shouldn't even have this concern. They shouldn't even have this worry. This shouldn't even be something they're worried about. Because a lot of things I thought about, it's like, I shouldn't even be thinking about this because I'm too blessed to be stressed. I shouldn't be even worrying about these things because there's so many other things going on in the world. But they're really telling you that you're not, like, there's nothing wrong with you for thinking these things. You're not really different than anyone else. A lot of times what my therapist does is says, I struggle with these things too. So the negative inner voice that you're feeling about yourself, do you feel that about me now? Because I'm telling you that I feel that way. And of course the answer is no. Because you can't unbiasedly, like, I mean, because you just need a lot of times someone to talk it out with that's not going to judge you. That's not going to try to give you their take on it. They're just going to let you talk and probe you with questions and help you to think deeper and deeper, like peeling the onion to figure out what's really at the core of what's going on. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I... So just full disclosure, it's been a long, long time since I have been in therapy. But when I went, like you're exactly like you're saying, it wasn't so much about, I mean, yes, my therapist would give me strategies for how to deal with things, but it wasn't so much about here's my take and here's how I want you to proceed. It was more like, let's get to the root. Let's keep dialing it back. But what if this and what if that? And how would you feel if, and, you know, like really exploring all those different scenarios so that you can kind of almost put yourself in those places to feel what you really need, like what's really next and how to proceed from there. If, if something, if even imagining one of those scenarios was hurtful or icky, then that's probably not the direction I want to go. And she would really help me see like where I want to end up just by 
being able to help me walk through all those scenarios and walk through all those circumstances and figure out what that would feel like for me. And a lot of times it was a good feeling and a lot of times it was a terrible feeling and I knew exactly from our conversation what my next move would be, even though she hadn't said, here's your next move. Like we were just check, like just checking in on different things and how everything would play out. Right. And I think what happens in that scenario, because as you're talking, that's what I'm thinking about for my own life. It's identifying the patterns that you're falling into. You, but see, I wasn't even, I guess I was mildly aware that I was following the same patterns because the same outcome, you know, like if I read the book, if I did the, you know, if I shifted my schedule or shifted how I was doing my, you know, how I was planning my day or how I was different strategies. Like I always would end up back at the drawing board, which was so frustrating because I was like, I'm trying every single thing to get to where I need to be, to get beyond where I'm at. And I keep ending up in the same place. Which is actually why you ended up finally biting the bullet and doing it because you're like, this isn't working. I'm trying everything. It's not working. I have right. to do something finally different. Right. And, and honestly, even though I was mildly aware that there was some kind of pattern, I guess, when I think back, I wasn't really aware that I was getting in my own way. I wasn't really aware of the exact pattern I was following the whole way through. And that happens now. Like as things come up and I start to make decisions or have thoughts around different topics, stressful things or not, I see my brain kicking into a pattern that I otherwise would have been unaware of. And now I'm like, no, 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 no. I can stop. And I can redirect and I can reframe my thinking back to a more productive way of thinking about it rather than going down the rabbit hole and spiraling to a place. I, I don't do that anymore. Now I can, and it's not perfect, by the way, but now most of the time I can identify what I'm doing, which not only a lot of times stops me, but even if it doesn't stop me, it allows me to come back and reset myself and redirect myself into a new way of thinking way quicker than I would have before. Because before I would have felt bad, I would have slipped into the guilt shame cycle, I would have kicked myself while I was down, and it would have taken a month to climb out of where I was, where now what I was doing in a month, I can do in 10 minutes. Like I'm, I'm out of it. But without being able to identify that that was something that I was doing, and how am I ever going to show myself that that's what I'm doing? A therapist can allow you to identify what you're doing and then, like you said, give strategies for different ways to do it. Now, you still have to do the work. You still have to actually try those strategies and implement. But one of the things I'll say is we've talked about having a buddy before, having someone you can go to for accountability you don't want to go back the next week or every two weeks or however often you go. You don't want to go back and be like, oh, yeah, I did none of that. And I'm still having these problems. Like it's human, it's human nature to say if someone's inviting you to try something new, you're going to do it. You're, you're just way more likely to do it because you don't want to come back and be like, well, I didn't do the things that I told you I would. Because by the way, I have to agree that I'm going to do those things. And if I agree and then I don't do it, then do I, do I really care about any of this? Mm -hmm. And props to you too, because you've done number one, something that you were kind of terrified to do really. I mean, 
regardless of the reasoning behind it, at the at the very core of it, it was fear, I think. You were fearful of doing it, fearful of admitting that you weren't perfect and you weren't able to do it all on your own. But you did it anyway, so I'm super proud of you for that. But not just that you did it at all, but that you stuck with it and like the amount of growth you've had. So you just said you weren't perfect, and well, I understand that's totally true. You're not perfect. Like there have been a few instances where you have started to spiral or whatever, and we have gone through it together. And all of a sudden, you're like, you know what? I I can see I can see this happening, and I'll uh, we end up laughing about it because I'm like Brandon. What do you need from me right now? Because because this is, you know, we're getting a little bit off topic here. Like, this is not how this is actually going to play out in the real world. So hang on one second. Let's let's figure this out. And the, by like 14 seconds later, we're both like laughing because we know that it's crazy. And like, you can stop it that quickly. Like, just one little comment from me or one little like giggle between us. And you're back on track with understanding how you do have a role to play in this and you are able to control it in a way that you used to not be able to control it. You used to not have the ability to stop that spiral of like, all right, well, if this, then this, then that, then that, then, you know, basically tomorrow I'm dead. Like, <laughs> and not that you ever thought that I'm joking there, but like just worst case, worst case, worst case. Now you're able to kind of quickly turn that around. Like, yeah, I mean, technically this could happen, but probably here's what's going to happen. Well, and like I said at the beginning of this episode, like I, I've told a handful of people this, and I think a lot of that is because as a man in all, our culture, you're not supposed to talk about your feelings. Like that's that's the, the that's not real, but that's like what our culture would tell you that you're not really supposed to talk about your feelings. That you're just supposed to you know handle it all. That you should be man enough to do it. That you should be able to take on the weight of the world, your family, your wife, your job. You should be able to handle all the stresses of life seamlessly because you are the man. And one of the reasons that I'm recording this episode today is to tell you that that's just wrong. And the longer that we all live that way, the more stressed, burnout, anxious, and just terrible we feel because if I only if only I was man enough to handle all of this, then it would all be okay. And clearly I'm not. And so I'm going to feel guilty and shame about it. And I'm going to keep hiding it until what? Until one day I explode. And that is, that's not serving you. It's not serving anyone that we live under these beliefs. I don't know why as a society we're more comfortable with, women getting help than we are men getting help. I don't know why. I think because women are way more in tune with their emotions as a stereotype, by the way. I think women are way more in tune with what they need and they're willing to seek help way faster than a man's willing to seek help. Because what I was doing when I was reading books and doing those things on my own is I'm trying to self-fix everything. Like I think I can fix myself and I'm so ashamed of asking for help that I'm not even willing to reach out and get it because like you said it's it's me individually doing it so then I control the cards I hold all the marbles and I'm able to make all the decisions about where I'm going to where I'm going to be and that's true and you can make the right decision and if you see these things keep happening be willing to open up and be vulnerable with where you are because like you said, there's a huge sense of fear in a lot of the things we've been talking about recently. 
because I didn't even want to admit those to you, let alone admit them to myself. But you know what happens when you're willing to admit them to you, to other people? The more you speak about things, the more comfortable it is. Like when I first started therapy, I told like two people I was in therapy. I mean, not including you. And it took a lot to even be willing to do that. Like a month of being in therapy to even admit to one person other than you that I was even in therapy. Now I'm talking to y'all on this podcast today. However many people will listen to this. And I'm not ashamed. Like I don't feel guilty about the fact that it's something I need. And something that, by the way, has helped my life. Exponentially helped my life. I mean, and I often think about where would I be at had I still been living in that way of like, I'm the man and I can handle this myself and I can figure all this out. And I'm the type of person who should have it all figured out. So clearly, you know, there's something wrong with me if I can't. So I'm going to pursue and pursue and pursue every other avenue to get to what I want. Where would I be right now? I would be in the same cycle in the same place. And I wouldn't even be able to identify that that's what I was doing. And every time that that happened, I'd feel worse and worse about myself because it's even more evidence to the fact that I can't do it, that I'm not man enough. And if I just was, then I could figure it out. But today, y'all, I see here talking to you completely shame-free about the fact that I'm in therapy. Yep, I'm in therapy. So what? Judge me if you want. It helps me. It's something that helps me. It's something that I will continue to do as long as I feel nece- feel like it's necessary. And it's it's never something that you should be ashamed with, especially if it's something that's helping and bringing value to your life. Until next week, take care and we love you all. Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you, so shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.